Hi, this is Michelle with the French following. Today is October 20th, 2020. It is a Tuesday and I have been trying to do a podcast for the last several days about the dueling town halls that occurred last Thursday. Uh, President Trump met with Savannah Guthrie and Joe Biden met with George Stephanopoulos and There was a lot of outrage, and we kind of discussed that in our last podcast about the meeting at the same time, and NBC was up in arms with Trump being played, or NBC employees, rather, were up in arms, and so were several um, people from the left that they dared to play it against Biden's town hall at the same time. Um, not sure exactly what all the scuttlebutt is about because with today you can always catch it later on YouTube or, you know, record it. And so, um, most people have those capabilities or at least if not recording it, definitely YouTubing it, which is what I did. I, I was very, very busy the day of and didn't get a chance to record it. So I just watched it on YouTube the next day. Of course, you don't know the ratings then, or you're not part of the ratings, but yeah, so I think that was a little exaggerated. And I know that Savannah Guthrie, big shock, was very, very rough with Trump. Um, to me, it felt like uh, interrogation. Um, I read a stat somewhere. I did not confirm this stat, but she asked 43 questions of Trump. And I don't know if it was she and the people in the audience combined 43 questions, or if that was just her, I'm, I'm not sure. And then they said of Joe Biden, George Stephanopoulos only asked him 10 questions. Again, I'm not sure if that uh, was in addition to the questions being asked by the town hall audience, or if it was actually combined together. I'm, I'm not sure I didn't do the counting. I will admit I didn't see the full Joe Biden one. I, I saw the highlights. I tried to, I, I couldn't find a good concise video of it on the YouTube um, that wasn't like two or three hours long. And I, yeah, I just got frustrated after watching it for a little while because I had already seen Trump's and I saw the vast difference between how he was treated and how Biden was treated. And um, it was also said that, you know, Biden was questioned Um, By the people in the town hall, 73% of those were Democrats. And with Trump, only 20% were Republicans. And so, yeah, to me, it was just more examples of the press favoritism and bias. Some said NBC was trying to really be hard hitting because they had gotten so much bad press about allowing Trump to have a town hall opposing the, the candidate against him. But it was just more of the same, and it continues to be more of the same. CNN, NBC, ABC, many news channels of MSN are refusing to still cover the Hunter Biden story, even though it's, you know, Trump called it the second biggest scandal in history, um, political scandal. For me, it almost seems bigger than Watergate, in my opinion, especially if the things I hear that are going to break or still going to break about Hunter Biden, they're trickling it out. I heard the reason that they're trickling out. Rudy Giuliani said in one interview, the reason why is to catch them in a lie. So they're not putting everything out at once so they can develop their narrative. They're trickling it out so that if they do lie about one thing, it can be 
predicted when something else trickles out. And of course, the Russian collusion stories. Thank you, Adam Schiff. Um, and other news media outlets that the Russians are the ones who doctored up this hard drive, um, even though um, people in the government have come out and said, no, that's not true. But without Emerson covering it, the left stay comfortable in their little echo chambers, and they can just write this off as fake news. It, it's funny, you know, Trump uses the term fake news, and that's to mean, you know, pretty much the whole mainstream media, but the liberals have adopted it to mean anything that doesn't coincide with their mainline narrative. And that's frustrating for me. In fact, this whole thing <laughs> continues to be frustrating to me. And yes, that's of course why I speak out against it. But at some time, it's when are you going to wake up when are you going to see that you aren't the resistance this antifa and all the, the the liberals that i do talk about they talk about like they're in a fight and that they're the resistance they're not the resistance they have the culture the dominating culture supports them Mainstream media supports them and coddles them and keeps them warm in their cribs with a blankie. And also Hollywood. And Hollywood is a big influence. Now, I don't give a shit who votes for who. You know, I just heard 50 Cent is supporting Trump. More power to him. Kirstie Alley. Chris Pratt has is on the verge of being canceled because he supports Trump. Um, I could name a lot of other bigger stars that are supporting Biden. And I really could give... I care less, you know, honestly, you know, I don't want to invoke age into all this. But I think, you know, maybe if you're in your 20s, your vote might possibly be or if you're 18 or 19, it might be swayed by um, your favorite celeb endorsing someone. But as you get older, and I am older, <laughs> I don't care, I'm gonna vote who I want to vote for. Um, you know, I have people very close to me in my life that are voting opposite of me and I still love and respect them um, however that's not influencing me at all the elder I get the more firmer I get in my beliefs and that's not to say that only older people are firm in their beliefs I believe um, you know I did become a Republican in my late 20s early 30s and I've never wavered from that no matter who was around me voting so I'm not just saying that but I I do know that I get more cemented in my beliefs as I get older. With that said, I am open to the other side. So I don't want to say that I am not an outside the box thinker. I am. But maybe it's more of a bravery. I, I, you know, I used to care very much what people thought of me. When I lived in Portland, um, Oregon, I was very scared of letting anyone know that I was a Republican, so I really didn't because that was a predominantly Democratic environment. And at that time, there were there wasn't a lot of Antifa or any of that going on, too. I just didn't want to be challenged on it. But now I am getting more comfortable as I continue the, this podcast and speaking out. I am getting more comfortable as well. And um, as I've said in other podcasts, it's not always easy um, taking a stand against the mainstream narrative. And 
once again, with this Hunter Biden story, that's where we find ourselves at. I don't know if you've looked into it personally. I highly, highly encourage you to do so. We do have links on our Facebook page. Hope our Facebook page stays up. If it, if not, I'll try to get those links over somewhere else. Um, a friend of mine that actually a guest on my podcast, Lucina, she's been a guest on three of my podcasts here, and she got taken down. And she is very vocal on her personal page, but I can't find her anywhere. She has literally not, and I don't think she canceled her Facebook account. Um, she's not horribly in your face. Um, she comes from more of a Christian standpoint, so that's where she's coming from with most of her posts. Definitely polite, but firm about them. Never cusses, anything like that. And yeah, she's taken down. So I, I know it wasn't for posting something naughty or something like that. It was definitely she must have posted something due to her political views. And this is where we're at now. If you are posting on Facebook or social media about your conservative views, you could get canceled. You could get your account halted, ended. The New York Post, their account was closed through Twitter for four days. Twitter apologized and said they handled it horribly. I think it was the same day it happened and they were getting pushback. And last I checked, the New York Post account was still closed on Twitter. Well, they couldn't have been that sorry if they never restarted the account. What the hell is that? Not only that, I noticed that when I click on Republicans' links, um, sometimes they don't go through. My friends will send me links of a Republican, maybe senator, or I haven't seen it on President Trump's, but maybe... Um, just someone that's Republican or leaning towards the right, they send me a Twitter link and I click on it and it says something went wrong. And I'll click on it like five times something went wrong. Then I'll wait five minutes and click on it and I'll go through. And to me, okay, that's not being canceled, but that's making your link harder to be hit, which might make some people like if I wasn't that interested or that stubborn, I would have given up. Okay, something's wrong with this link. And I, and I actually did that a few times. It still dawned on me. This is happening a heck of a lot with a lot of people's accounts, even like a senator's accounts. What the hell? I think Twitter's doing that. I really do. I know that sounds paranoid, but is it? Is it? Most of mainstream media is ignoring this Hunter Biden story, and it's huge. And I've heard but have not validated that there are some really bad things on that hard drive. I cannot say they're true. And I won't even probably, I'm not going to mention them here because they haven't been validated yet. I, I, I really don't want them to be true. I think there's enough on that hard drive already that we don't need anything more. <laughs> so you draw your own conclusions. Yet most of the left think it's a joke and think it's fake news and they're still voting for Biden anyway or oh I'm not voting for Biden I'm voting for Kamala it'd be great to get a black African-American woman in our office really okay so you're willing to elect a criminal in the hopes that maybe he kicks the bucket and Kamala takes over which would absolutely be horrible but I won't even go there right now um, but that still makes it okay to vote for Biden it is criminal what the press is doing right now and 
it's awful. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. And then I just saw a post of a ballot box, uh, one of those standalones that you put your ballot in went in went up in flames um, in California. And all I can think is this is going to keep happening. All of these stories about ballots, all of these stories about um, ballots in the mail being discovered and stolen or thrown away. I think they're doing that on purpose so that, you know, it's going to be months before we know who wins the election and our country will continue to be in absolute chaos because of the Democrats and what they're doing. And I hate the us versus them. You know, like I said, I have people very close to me that vote blindly almost and don't even realize what their party is truly doing. The Antifa connections and Joe Biden's, um, criminal crime family um, connections and all of that. I just, it breaks my heart, but I also know that when people are blinded, no matter what you show them, you know, what is it I said? Someone said that Joe Biden could literally shoot someone in broad daylight on film and they'd still vote for him because Trump is bad man orange. And they get that bad man orange completely from the press and I guess, you know, the farce of that is so funny because people, I have a friend of mine that, you know, I, I didn't even bring up Trump. I, I brought up something that reminded her of Trump. And even though she knows I'm for the other side, didn't think twice of going off in this voice that I just, I can't even recognize. It's, it's like pure hatred and just from her gut about Trump and how bad he was and listing off certain things. Uh, maybe she didn't say Trump, but the current administration, but I knew what she meant. And, you know, I just, it's like I didn't even know her. And she gets that tone every time she brings him up. And I'm like, where does that come from? And I've probably mentioned this in a podcast before, and it, it comes from MSN. And it comes from that brainwashing and how it's okay. Um, at, in fact, that is the only acceptable public mention of Trump is you hating him. And so it's definitely enforced. You know, the left won the culture wars. Some say they won the culture wars when Obama won. I don't know. I wasn't very political then. I didn't study it. But I can see that there was a definite shift at that time. Because you weren't allowed to say anything against the president because then you were a racist. It was just this horrible catch-22. So he became a saint. And the press doubled down on that. And even when Trump won, nobody could accept it. That nothing but Democrat was right. Or nothing but, yeah, nothing but Democrat was right. Um, everything else was wrong. And they built Antifa. And they built these attitudes. And, and some say school teachers did too. I mean, I'm sure we all saw that article about a school teacher that punished a child for, for talking positively about Trump. I mean, what the hell is that? Where is her place to determine what he can say and what he can't say? Our own president of the United States, who... To this day, no matter what has been thrown at him, has been convicted of nothing. Yes, he was impeached, but it was all bullshit. And it was stuff that Hillary and Biden were doing. Yet, that's 
what is in now. That is our culture. And it makes me sick. It makes me absolutely sick that, um, that we are so censored and we are not given any light of day that we have to, even if we talk about it on our, on our Facebook pages now, we could get shut down even if we're not um, horrible or belligerent. And that's the thing. We are the ones that gently say our views usually. <laughs> and we're the ones getting shut down. But those that are so ugly and spew such hate, they're allowed to stay open. And that's not fair. And that's not right. And I am going to keep fighting for this, fighting for our freedom of speech. And I am doing that with this podcast. I am going to fight for unbiased media. And I am going to support those that provide an unbiased look. Is Fox bias? Sometimes. And sometimes they're way too pro-Republican, pro-Roses, wine and roses, and they don't always give a fair outlook, and they don't always cover things that should be covered. Um, but right now, that's pretty much all we've got if you want to do mainstream, you know. Um, so I, I really go towards um, the less mainstream, like the Daily Wire, Epic, the Epic Times. Um, they do have paywalls, so I have paid the paywalls to support them. Um, and I think they're important. And I appreciate their boots on the ground and their research that I'm unable to do. You know, all, all my boots on the ground is just Google. <laughs> and, you know, having an open mind to sources that MSM might tear down. Now we're going into another debate on Thursday. And we don't know if they'll cover Biden's family issues and Hunter Biden and Biden's foreign policies and Biden's foreign monetary kickbacks that were illegal as fuck. I I don't know if they're going to go into those in the debate. We will see. It's going to be held by another liberal. All these debates, town halls, all of them, liberal Democrats, how that's considered fair and if I was someone from the left, and this is what I don't get, why would you think that's okay? Why would you think that's okay that everything is against Trump and doesn't support anything about it, even lets it see a little shade of light or a little positivity? Do you really think Trump is 100% bad and everything he does is bad? Then why would anyone vote or support for him? Because we're just... A cult? Do you really believe that? No, we're Republicans. We don't believe in the Democratic platform. Trump gives us what we desire out of a Republican platform, if not perfectly enough to our satisfaction that we do not want to vote Democrat or vote for somebody else. And that's okay. That We are still in a two-party system here. Even though one is terribly uncool and swept under the rug and is the ugly stepchild and nobody looks at it. Um, yeah, we're still around. And you know what? Trump is still going to win. Trump is still going to win November 3rd. 
we might may not know it for a couple of months the way the Democrats are. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm just saying that so I'm prepared. You know, November 3rd will not be my sigh of relief. If anything, it, it might get worse. I don't know. And I don't want to scare anyone. I saw a letter just the other day written to a Trump campaign person. I don't know if it's true, but it says, we know you support Trump and we're, we know where you live and we're coming after you if Trump wins because you're part of the problem. And the way it was written, it wasn't that greatly written. I almost believe it to be true um, because it wasn't greatly <laughs> written. It sounded like, you know, a threat letter I would have received from someone in high school. Um, frankly, if it wasn't true, I think it would be more well-worded and, you know, more clever. I don't know why. I could be wrong, but it, it, that meant someone poured a lot of thought to make it look authentic. This one, I don't know. It, it kind of scared me. And I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm still going to vote Trump. I'm still standing by my beliefs. I just... I just want to be wide-eyed about what could happen after the election. And if Trump wins or if Trump doesn't win, what would be those outcomes? I mean, I already know what's going to happen if Trump doesn't win. That outcome is pretty damn clear. It's, it's not going to be good in any way, shape, or form. And our country is going to go to hell in a handbasket. And the stock market's going to crash. And a lot of other things. But if he wins, Antifa will probably become even worse than they've ever been. I, I hope not. And maybe Trump will finally enact martial law because he has no more elections to win. And um, that, that would be good. We do have a lot of military. That would be great if they would come out and help us. And, he, you know, I don't know. Um, with that said, I, I wish I had more about the dueling town halls. It just seemed like more propaganda to me. I was impressed with Trump's delivery. I didn't get a, see him get angry once. He was very firm, very calm, very nice, very responsive, didn't bite at anything that Savannah threw at him, which was different in the last debate between him and Biden. He was more aggressive um, I really, really liked his approach and, and how he came off. And Biden, yeah, he, he looked great, too. Um, you know, but he was given the chance to give long monologues. George Stephanopoulos hardly interrupted him, whereas Savannah was interrupting Trump right and left, debating him, debating his answers to the people in the audience. Such a peach she was. And um, George just basically softballed. And I will say this, a friend of mine sent me this clip of CNN and they Chris Cuomo was actually a tiny bit critical of Joe Biden's response to court packing, how he wasn't definitive and how he should be giving answers now. And because he says, I'll give an answer before the election, but not now it'll become a headline, whatever the hell that meant. But he actually called that out. And there was a few people saying, you know, there was a person who was kind of, yeah, you're right. He should be giving an answer to the voters now. And I was like, whoa, between this and Wolf Blitzer grilling Nancy Pelosi the other day, what, what has CNN come to? Are they swinging just a tiny one degree shade to the right? 
I mean, you know, she even called Wolf Blitzer a, a Republican apologist. Is Chris going there, too? I, I don't know. He actually criticized Biden. What the hell? I haven't seen that since the primaries. So I, I don't know. That gave me a small amount of hope. And maybe they were doing that because they wouldn't cover the Hunter Biden. And that had broke by the time the dueling town halls came out. And of course, Biden wasn't questioned about that by George Stephanopoulos. Of, of course not. Um, so maybe that was part of it too. I, I don't know. Maybe they thought, well, we kind of show a little non-bias here, you know? And so Chris did that. I, I'm not sure. I, I was kind of shocked to be honest with you. I never thought I would see them say anything remotely bad about Biden. Um, and maybe it'll come that they'll actually bring out the Hunter Biden stuff. I, I don't know. I, I have great hope. I, I live off of hope and you know, I, I just don't want to feel like I'm fighting a losing battle with the censorship, you know, and sometimes it is difficult to see all of the censorship going on and um, the media lying. And some people say, where's the media lying? Well, there is something called lies of omission. And when they don't cover stories and don't give it any light of day, that's as bad, if not worse than telling you a blatant lie. It, it really is. And um, that's that's been discouraging for me. But with that said, I think we are on the right side, not just right side conservative, but just the correct side of this. I do feel that, yes, our country is in a civil war. I know no other way to say that. And that breaks my heart. And it's probably been going on for years now. And I'm just now waking up to it. But yes, we're definitely in a civil war with these differences of opinions. And may us continue to be the silent majority. And for those that are speaking out, I've seen some that are speaking out now that have never really spoken out much before. I praise you and applaud you. And it's a tough fight. It is such a tough fight. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Because to be held back into silence is just... It's complicit in letting them win. And that's what I realized. And that's why I finally had to start this podcast. And I will get better and I will work my way up to being vocal about it on my personal pages as well. At this point, I'm fearing if I do, I'm just going to get shut down. And then my personal page is linked to my business page and that'll get shut down too. And that that is a valid concern. However, um, i I'm not going to let that stop me in my growth of being vocal about this. And I definitely am vocal to you. And I'm speaking to you, the ones that see this bias, hate this bias, hate what the media is doing to this country, because I guarantee you they are the problem. They are the problem. If you can trace... What we're going through right now, if you can trace it back to the media not playing a key role, like if we were to go back in time and the media didn't exist, I don't see how this could happen. You know, the mainstream is in the left's pocket. Um, with that said, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to Stalin. I'm trying to think back to Hitler. Pre-TV, there was the radios. I'm not sure. I would have to study that if the press played a key role in those takeovers as well. 
um, with their propaganda. I know there was propaganda anywhere and they did control the news. So yes, maybe that did play a key role, but especially in today's information age, if the press remained unbiased, I, I don't see how Antifa would exist, how all of these ballots getting thrown out and burned would be happening. COVID definitely not would not have been how it was. The anger and outright hatred towards Trump wouldn't exist. Everyone liked him before he became president. It riddle me that. You that speak with venom about him, you're believing a lie. And I'll just call it right now. You're believing a lie. You are. Do your homework. Get away from mainstream media. Start researching on your own. And for the love of God, read the Senate report on Joe and Hunter Biden and then read the New York Post and start delving into those stories of Hunter Biden. Your candidate is evil. Your candidate is worse than Trump on his worst day. And if you can't see that, there's a defect inside you and you're being brainwashed. And I mean that with love. But that's the bottom line, and there is no help. Nothing for me that I could say could ever change that. You're going to feel like that, wake up like that, maybe even fight like that with Antifa if Trump wins. I don't know. But I also know that living a life of hatred only injures you ultimately, nobody else. And that hate will tear you apart. I know that. I know that from experience with my own versions of hate, not against Trump. And I, I've never really hated a political person that much for it to even matter, except maybe Nancy Pelosi. It's, it's getting up there with her. But hatred only tears apart the person from inside and how that became okay. And we know this. We know this on a psychological level. But somehow hatred of Trump is okay and that's only really tearing you apart inside, creating cancers, creating illnesses, things you're not going to see for 10, 20 years. This man is not as bad as you think he is, and there is no proof. There was proof he'd be out of office by now. You think it's a great cover-up on Trump. It's a great cover-up on Biden and the Democrats, and you're their stooge. I'm sorry. That's a fact. And on that note, I will close. I want to thank you for listening. We really appreciate our supporters. Please, please, please rate us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That's the number one best thing you can do for us. Even more than a money contribution, we could really use your comments and your ratings, no matter what it is. Whatever it is, we, we appreciate it. it. It helps us grow when we get more ratings and we thank you for taking the time to listen to us and I will catch you on the next news cycle, which will probably be very soon because the news keeps breaking every day. I appreciate you and have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>